What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Amit Bonsal, who's a co-founder of 91 Square Feet. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going good, Matt. How are you? I am doing really well, just doing some podcasts, drinking some coffee, and stoked to be talking to you about your company. For people that haven't heard about what you are working on, what are you working on? What is 91 Square Feet? So uh, at 91 Square Feet, we help businesses build their retail outlets, offline retail outlets, like if Starbucks wants to build thousand outlets in a short span of time without getting into complexity of managing all the subcontractors, you know, all these kind of things. Uh, We are one company that they can work with. So kind of walk me through if I kind of heard about you from this podcast or the internet or something like that, and I wanted to use you um, and kind of become a customer. Can you kind of walk me through what the user experience is of someone that was going through kind of your product to, to kind of run these operations? Yes. So uh, first of all, first thing that we do, let's say, take let's build on Starbucks example. If Starbucks signs up with 91 square feet, First thing we do with them is we explore their entire retail identity into different elements like signage, reception counter, different kind of picture, table, chair, lighting, tiling, everything. And we break down every element down to you know what kind of machinery it will require to get executed. On the other hand, we have a bunch of suppliers who we are deeply integrated with wherein we map what kind of machinery, manpower, skill set they have. And on the platform, we have created a platform wherein we mix and match these requirements. And on top of that, we have built multiple uh, project management workflows like uh, these interdependencies between tasks. For example, uh, shelf work cannot start till the time paint job is done. So if there's a some delay reported in uh, paint job milestones, so the uh, the production window of the shelf work will get adjusted so that at any point in time, a customer will get a high level idea of or whether his projects are running on track, off track, what is the overall progress update, which is there all across the sites. So it becomes a single window to command your entire expansion in the physical world. And tell me a little bit about the origin story here. Why did you decide to work on this uh, on this company and solve this problem? So uh, I have uh, been in the shoe of a retailer. I have worked for a, a company called Vanushan. Uh, it's a fashion retailer here in India. It was a brief stint and I myself am a, a civil engineer. I have worked as a structural designer as well for some time for a company called WSP. And 
I just, you know, at some point in time, I stumbled upon this problem. There were some macro indicators which told me that this is this is a real problem which requires solving. So one instance uh, uh, we discussed at that point in time is that we looked at Starbucks opening 10,000 outlets in the first 13 years since inception around United States and other nearby regions. And there's a company called Luckin Coffee in China, which opened 8,000 outlets in first three years since, since its inception. But we don't see any such aggressive expansion growth story when it comes to Indian retailers. And when we looked, you know, double clicked on the problem, we realized that the entire supply side ecosystem of fit out suppliers is all unorganized. Like uh, there are different kind of furniture workshop, branding workshop, local civil work contractors. These guys, you know, they work in tandem to make one retail store happen. And these guys are generally not talking to each other. They are working in silos. The uh, information flow bridges are broken. So we thought, you know, uh, we can create a good platform wherein we will solve for the collaboration. We will solve for the friction in flow of information. And uh, it will give a good window for any brand to expand very fast. And similar disruption was happening in the B2C landscape wherein these companies like uh, LiveSpace, Homelane, they were doing uh, home development projects for multiple individual customers. So we thought, you know, there's a wide space in B2B. India market is ripe enough because after 2012 FDI liberalization market got just ripe enough wherein aggressive expansion was required. So we just found ourselves in the right spot with the right company of co-founders to take on this problem. And as you've gotten started on this, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a large problem, huge opportunity, right? So that's exciting. What have you learned so far as you've been taking this on? It could be about product, marketing, fundraising. What have been some lessons you've taken away so far? Yeah. Uh, from a business point of view, uh, learning has been it's it's purely purely supply side business. Like there's infinite demand if you can deliver on your promises, if you can deliver on your timelines. Like every brand values predictability a lot more we, uh, what we can imagine. So our uh, at the moment our entire effort is concentrated towards making the you know, in, in cracking the supply problem, wherein we are trying to digitize this entire supply chain. We are trying to control the every leg of supply chain in terms of what kind of materials will be sent to the workshop and what all milestones it will follow uh, inside the workshop, how it will be dispatched, dispatch tracking, how the on-site operations will be broken down into different, different smaller components so that we can, so uh, currently, if you look at it, it's a black box kind of a system. You give a job to a subcontractor, you know at the end of the day, uh, when, when your execution window is over, that what is happening with your project. What we are trying to do is we are trying to break it down into small, small steps so that if something is going off track, we get to know that much in advance and we can take a suitable action uh, while we have the time. And if you were to kind of look out into the future, 5, 10, 15 years, what would you say the, the big vision is here and what, what direction are you rowing in every day? So uh, India is still a country wherein uh, retail is overall one trillion market, one trillion dollar market, wherein offline transactions uh, are close to ninety five percent. It is like it is dominating online from twenties to one kind of ratio. And if you look at uh, Indian population, the first business idea that strikes majority of Indian uh, people is to open a retail store, but a lot of them do not get to cross that bridge because they get stuck into the complexity of expanding that physical infra. So we, we are just trying it to, you know, make it a breeze. Like if you, if you know how to make good cakes, 
we should be the one who will tell you that just sign up here we'll set up a good nice bakery shop and if it runs well we'll open 100 more in a very at a click of a button practically and to to make it happen you know and to to, to build the company you want to build and solve the problem you, you'll need some help right it, i mean it takes a village to make a startup work and scale so my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders and seed scout community help with your vision here and to help make it happen do you, you know are you hiring are you raising money are you looking for customers you know you know partners how can we assist so yes, Matt, so we are doing all of these things. So definitely a lot of help can come uh, in these areas. And there's one specific, specific thing that I would be very interested in is, so uh, we are a part of YC Group. So we recently integrated our platform with a company called Matterport, wherein we are giving our customer a 3D visualization walkthrough of the site. Like the reporting becomes much more smoother. You can have contextual conversation within the built environment and all this kind of thing. And we are also speaking with one video analytics company wherein they will take footage from the CCTV and give you good insights on your consumer. So we are trying to create one single place wherein, you know, uh, if a retailer wants to get access to the emerging technology, want to, wants to go physical, everything is available at, at one place. And I'm pretty sure that in the Seed Scout network, there'll be a lot of founders who are building tech for retail. So I think there's a uh, we are very much open and in fact, we're very much interested in collaborating. We can open a lot of doors for those technologies in terms of like we are working with almost 20, 25 brands of building close to 60, 65 stores a month right now. Every day we are building close to two stores. This, this is the pace we are operating and we we'll probably will be building at a 10x pace in, in, in a year's time. So I think there's a good win-win there. And if someone in the community or someone listening wants to kind of learn more about what you're doing, take you up on that, or just kind of like engage with uh, with your company, how can they find you on the internet? Do you have a website, social media, email address? How can someone reach out? Yes. So uh, you can just simply Google us uh, with 91 square feet or our website is 91 square feet.com or in short form 91 sqft.com both works. So from there on, uh, if, if there's a business query, so they can reach out. Otherwise, you know, uh, LinkedIn is another way, like we open up all the vacancies over there. Otherwise as well, we are pretty active. If somebody drops in an email to the contact email ID, it generally gets distributed to a couple of co-founders, uh, us co-founders as well as the right stakeholders. So from there as well, we are always picking if there's the right conversation for us to pick up that up from there. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Best of luck kind of building this out and appreciate you uh, coming on. Thanks. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for your time.